Welcome to the world of The Last of Us, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Naughty Dog video game series and the upcoming HBO television series. I am your host Matthew and uh, we're going to stick with the video game stuff uh, for this episode and talk about Joel, a Joel character spotlight and also a particular highlight on his uh, Joel's choice in the first Last of Us game. Now before I get into anything... Uh, you know, if I'm going to do a character spotlight episode, I'm going to have to talk about what happens to this character. So this podcast will contain spoilers for The Last of Us 1 and 2. So you're going to need to make sure that you've played The Last of Us 1 and 2 if you don't want to be spoiled on Joel's events in that game. So, Joel Miller. I'm not going to go through every single piece of information. I'm sure you don't need to know how tall Joel is. <laughs> but uh, He's a, you know, he's a middle-aged man. Uh, but I'm on the Last of Us wiki, so I'm just going to read out some information that uh, might be of interest to some of you, such as his age in the different games and people that he's related to. But there's things like his height and uh, his eye colour. I'm sure we don't need to go over Joel's eye colour. Uh, anyway, it says biographical information. Other names, uh, sorry, other names. Texas, he's called that by Tess, so that's in the first game. Old Timer by Henry, who was in the first game. Age, um, late 40s in The Last of Us, so that's the first game. And then early 50s in The Last of Us Part 2. Here's where the big spoiler comes in, I did warn you. Uh, his status, or status, uh, deceased. Um, it doesn't say how he died, but, you know, torture by Abby via golf club, basically. Uh, and then a crushing blow to the to the head. Uh, with like the final blow and everything, we'll get into that certainly. Here, uh, occupations: carpenter, formerly smuggler, formerly, and Jackson patrolman was his well his last job before he actually died. Affiliation or affiliations: hunters, formerly smugglers, formerly Tess, formerly Henry, formerly Sam, formerly. Of course, Tess, Henry, and Sam have all died, and then Ellie, who's still alive in in the series. And does outlive Joel. It says Ellie in the Jackson community. So that's like her current situation. Relationships. Tommy Miller. Younger brother. Maria Miller. Sister-in-law. Unnamed ex-wife. Sarah Miller. Daughter. She's of course deceased as well. And. um, Because Tommy and Marie are both alive. Unnamed ex-wife. We we don't know. Um, Ellie. Uh, called surrogate daughter called Sarah dies early in the game we'll dig into that certainly as well resides uh, Austin Texas formerly and then Boston Massachusetts formerly uh, Jackson Wyoming because of course they're all in Jackson <clears throat> is where they are we can skip over physical description uh, appears in The Last of Us The Last of Us Left Behind The Last of Us One Night Live and The Last of Us Part 2 is voiced captured performed by Troy Baker yeah for those of you who haven't um, I think I've seen some of it there is a YouTube video called The Last of Us One Night Live and it is Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker who do the capture and performance for Alien Joel Uh, it's them doing a live action version with those two performing the roles of Ellie and Joel and they perform I can't remember like all of the parts but it's some of the like first story of the game it's quite cool. I can't remember if I've seen all of it, but I've at least seen some of it, and uh, that was uh, that was pretty good. Um, 
And then it's got like I'm not going to go over his. It says like background and early life. I don't really need to get into into every single little thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got a couple of easy highlights to talk about. So let's start. I tell you what I'll do. I want to talk about Joel's choice first. I think that would be a good place to start because that involves an incident at the very start of the first game. Which is, of course, the death of his biological daughter, which is Sarah. So, Joel's choice in the game. <clears throat> he loses Sarah early in the game. I believe it's like, the, it's like the cold open for the game, isn't it? The first game. And that's where we get the intro credits and we see the news break out about the virus or the fungus, you know, which caused the world to collapse. And Joel spent 20 years in between that point and the next part, which is where he gets involved in the job, which is smuggling Ellie across the country. So that he can make a choice. So Joel's choice. So Joel had the option, had two, maybe had more than two options, but two obvious options at the end of the first game. So as we find out, Abby's dad... Uh, that I'll just call him the surgeon. Um, Jerry, I think his actual name is, yeah. Uh, Jerry uh, has Ellie on the operating table. And warns Joel that, you know, this experiment uh, to get the cure could kill Ellie. Won't definitely kill Ellie, but it could kill Ellie. Now, the objective of what I'm trying to do here is solely look at this from Joel's perspective because I talked about it from Ellie's perspective plenty of times I did that in her character spotlight I might do a Jerry character spotlight later because there is some things to talk about there certainly but let's look at Joel's let's let's put ourselves in Joel's shoes for this incident Joel has lost his biological daughter at the start of the game causes him to go down a road of uh, whatever happened with the fireflies. We don't know all of that story. That would be a good DLC. <laughs> uh, the, there's the 20 years of story there with the fireflies. With himself. And with Tommy. So he loses his biological daughter. In a tragic you know, incident. Where one of the policemen. I think it was a policeman. An, a, a, an officer. Uh, is told that he has to shoot at Ellie. And so not Ellie. Sarah and Joel. Sarah gets caught in the crossfire. Joel manages to survive. But right there and then within minutes. Sarah passes away. Which kicks off our story. And kicks off Joel's story as well. Or kicks off his his change in his journey as, as a character. Because he already had a story before that right. But this is the that's the that's the start of the journey that we know as Joel, as players. Um, so, lost his surrogate daughter. Sorry, not surrogate. His biological daughter. Lost Sarah in an awful tragic scene where the authorities didn't do the right thing. I'm sure there's some political discussion you could get into for that, but that's not the objective. The objective here is to look at everything from Joel's perspective. So, loses his daughter... And then, you know, 20-something years later, he, uh, you know, is part of the Fireflies. 
He's a he's, he's a broken man because he's lost his his daughter. And there were happy memories, of course, after this for Joel. But that's something that will change a person forever, especially within that world and within that context. I've always talked about, you know, if you look at a post-apocalyptic fictional story, you have to look at certain choices through a different lens as opposed to how we would see everyday life. Because we're not, I mean, we're living through a virus period, yes, but not, not not, not something where you've got clickers and runners and all this kind of thing happening and people kind of well people are shooting and stabbing each other aren't they but uh in in terms of a diff- different context different survival context right we're not dealing with runners and clickers and zombies and bloaters and all this sort of thing we're just dealing with covid uh so again different different uh situation certainly which which requires a different lens for us to look through so he goes on this journey you know and meets Ellie. They don't get along at first, but then grows to love her. And of course, that's where he gets the um, baby girl name from. Of course, that's what he called his actual daughter as well, if I recall correctly. And you know, you spend how long is the first game? Twelve hours, maybe ten, twelve hours, roughly. I can't remember exactly, but around that time period, you're spending a lot of time with Ellie as. Joel. There is a couple of sections where you do play as Ellie, but for the most part, the game is spending building that relationship, that father-daughter, surrogate-father-daughter relationship. But whether she's surrogate or biological, doesn't really change much from Joel's perspective. I think you know because he's still looking at both of these people as his daughters. Uh, you know, with Ellie and with Sarah. But Ellie's the one he's got right now. And, of course, their journey causes them to bond. Uh, and go through, you know, extreme situations and everything like that. So, in Joel's eyes, again, going back to the character's perspective. It's a case of doing whatever he can to, um, you know, make sure this young girl. I think she's 13 in the first game. Ellie, making sure that this young girl is safe, making sure that she doesn't get harmed, and making sure that he doesn't have a repeat of a situation where he loses a daughter figure uh, for him. So then we get to the end of the game. I know I'm skipping over some stuff, but that's the gist of the, the their journey, isn't it? Get to the end of the game. Joel gets to the Fireflies. They turn out to be more hostile than what we may have thought. Uh, has to shoot his way through a bunch of them. But then the important moment comes up. The important moment in Joel's uh, Joel's life. You know, Joel, Joel's choice. Does he kill Jerry and the surgeons? I don't think you have to kill the other two surgeons. But you do have to kill Jerry. It's like a default thing. From the game side. Because from Joel's perspective. This man is potentially about to kill his second daughter figure uh in ellie and joel knows how what that what that did to him before and with him already being kind of a broken man can he mentally emotionally and i guess physically go through that again he decides not to he decides to save ellie but the ultimate question comes down to and it's a jerry and a joel sided thing but the ultimate question is, do you potentially kill a 13-year-old girl 
so that you can get maybe get a cure that could help you know sort out the situation that they're in but there's a lot of layers to that as well there's a lot of layers in terms of uh okay if you if if you sacrifice ellie who by the way didn't really get a choice i talked about that in her character spotlight if you do that and you do get a cure how do you distribute it in this type of world and now i don't know if that was specific thing was on joel's mind but joel's mindset probably would have been my new daughter if you want to put it that way is on an operating table and this person jerry is basically in 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 joel's eyes is threatening her right is there's the threat there that another one of his daughter figures will get taken away from him and i don't think there's i mean you could probably argue for both sides right in terms of okay getting killing a 13 year old girl to get a cure that could save millions of lives because that's what jerry says isn't it think of all the lives that this could save um, but then there's also why should we sacrifice a innocent 13 year old girl for that that's the other side so there's the side where it's like okay you do the sacrifice you get a cure and that sacrifice saves lots and lots of lives then there's the other side of it which is what if the what if you can't get a cure from this um and then you've just gotten rid of a young, innocent, 13-year-old girl who didn't get a choice in the matter. But I think for Joel, it's not simply the case of, will this work, will that work, whatever. It's my daughter's on that table. Not table, sorry. The uh, operating uh, bed. Yeah. The the operating table. It's like, my, my daughter's there. And I lost one already. It sent him down a particular path that Joel's probably not proud of as a character. And he doesn't want to go through that again. And I've seen lots and lots of, you know, that was in 2013 when the game originally came out. I've seen lots and lots and lots of, um, you know, different sides to, yes, Ellie should have sacrificed, been sacrificed because of this and that. But then, no, she shouldn't because of this and that. Um, and isn't it? I I mean, it comes down to interesting writing, doesn't it? Because there is no real. What's the cor- what's the correct answer with that? Do you do it or do you not do it? You know. Um. And yeah, just just for Joel, it's just I suppose it might not be just as simple as my daughter is there. I'm taking her with me. Uh. It could have been other layers to it as well, but yeah, it's an interesting choice. Certainly, it's it's something that really, I mean, what happened in that room really defines this series, doesn't it? Because that ties into the main reason that this whole plot exists, which is Ellie's immunity, and it involves the two main characters, um, Joel and Ellie, and the big choices that were made in that room, I suppose. So. Um, but yeah, that was Joel's choice. That was that kind of uh, section to all of this.
Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, let's move on to the character himself. Um, there's other parts of this, obviously, that connects to the you know the sequel, the introduction of Abby. Now I'm going to break down the the scene in that room between Abby and Joel, the room that Joel doesn't make it out of. Um, a lot of people kind of questioned Joel's softness towards Abby as a character. Why was he so relaxed? Why did he let his guard down? That's an interesting point. But there is a particular time period between the end of the first game and the start of the second. I can't remember specifically how many years it is, but it's it's quite a few years. And I think what simply happened is Joel got very comfortable with life at Jackson. So did probably everybody else. Learned to trust too many people, maybe. You know, there was a bunch of new people in Jackson. You know, Jesse, Dina, Maria, a bunch of other characters as well. Seth, to a degree. Seth being just a new character. Not somebody that you can trust, but a new character. So he would have have had to have adjusted himself from, you know, the end of the first game where he's so, like, not trusting of anybody... And kills a surgeon so that he can get his surrogate daughter back. To trying to relax himself. Into this new life at Jackson. Where he's got new people to trust. Can that work? Will it work? Etc, etc. To moving to 
yeah, m moving to that basically, can he trust these new characters that are around him? And how's that going to work within this big community? Is somebody else going to try? Is somebody else in that community going to try and take his daughter away from him? And he does, you know, share some of his thoughts and opinions about his uh, Ellie's relationship with Dina. And of course, there's parts where he kind of like questions uh, Jesse about like the patrols and things like that, and not pushing Ellie too hard. And we see how Ellie takes to that as well. Which again, I've talked about Ellie's parts of this in her character spotlight. Um, but yeah, it was simply a case, I think, where he let himself be vulnerable, unfortunately. Let himself be too vulnerable, unfortunately. He got caught out by Abby. Um, everything on Abby's side makes sense. This is the guy that she was looking for. The guy that killed her father. And I'm sure most of us in that world, again, change the lens. I'm sure most of us within that world, if somebody were to kill somebody that you cared about, it doesn't have to be your dad. Could be friend, family, somebody else. If somebody's to kill somebody that you care about in that type of world, you're probably gonna go after that person and try and kill them. So that's Abby's part of that, and unfortunately that person was Joel, which is a person that we care about. And uh it was kind of masterfully played by by Abby in the way that the way that she cornered him, the way that she earned his trust. Again, she manages to earn his trust. Mostly because this is a more vulnerable version of Joel that has, has has settled himself down, right? And isn't he isn't that same guy that was doing ruthless things and being a ruthless man for the Fireflyers or the guy at the end of the first Last of Us game where he will just stop at nothing to... I mean, he'll already stop at nothing or at this point to protect Ellie, but just more ruthless with it in the first game. Um, and also another interesting point about Joel as well and all that scene is to me the way that he says and it's brilliantly performed obviously by Troy Baker the way that he says why don't you finish whatever speech you've got rehearsed and get this over with I think there's a part of Joel's character even the ver even the more vulnerable version I spoke about right the one that's living at Jackson I think there's a part of him that thinks okay some of those fireflies might still be out there there's a long 20 year period where he probably screwed over some people or, or he did he did some things. We don't know fully what they were. Again, DLC. <laughs> uh, we don't fully know what they were. But there's probably some people that he wronged. Some people that are still out there. And Abby is one of those people. So when Joel gets caught in that moment and uh, you know has his leg shot and he's pulled up against that. Um, it wasn't actually a wall. It was a piece of glass I think. Pulled up against the wall and you see that gr that grittiness come back. He's come back a bit too late, unfortunately, to save himself. But that gritty... Part of that gritty character was still in there. And it's used in that scene. And the way he's saying, why don't you you know, finish whatever speech you've got rehearsed, get this over with. Because to me... Now, I don't think Joel was sort of planning for his death. But I just think there's a part of him that might have thought... I've wronged some people. Some, some of them might still be out there. And one day that might just catch up with me. And that was that moment where it caught up with him. Where somebody actually caught up to him. And said you did something wrong to me. In this case killing Jerry. Which he obviously didn't know that Jerry was. Uh, was Abby's dad. Because we didn't know Abby in the first game. Um, but that all connected together pretty well. 
And that is, I think Joel in that moment when he's, you know, being kind of like grisly and and gritting his teeth and he's kind of, it's almost like he knew this moment was going to happen because I don't think that Joel thought that he was going to survive that much longer in this world. Um, Again, not necessarily in a way of preparing for his death, but just being aware, like in, in the back of his mind. Being aware that there might just be somebody else out there. And I think what happened is even that part of him which thought, okay, somebody else might be out there. I think that part of him kind of went away a little bit in that time and settling into Jackson. And then, as I spoke about, you know, with it coming back to him too late, I think he has that realisation and remembers all of that when he's in that moment with Abby. But then it's it's too late, unfortunately, at that point. So... It's an interesting arc. It's it's quite an interesting arc, definitely. Um, it's one that unfortunately ends up with his with his death. But even myself, as you know, somebody playing the game and observing Joel in that moment, is kind of like he he thought in the back of his mind that somebody might come for him one day. Um, yeah. So, so it's a shame, but uh, it's it's an interesting story, certainly for Joel in in the way that all of that happens. So. Yeah, uh, and then of course he does get killed. Um, I think another part to all of this as well, because to me those are the two main highlight parts of Joel's, or the main three highlight parts of Joel's character. Sarah's death, saving Ellie, and his death, right? Um, those are like the, the start, middle, and obviously end of his arc as a character, because that middle part... Where he's in that operating room with Ellie and Jerry. I think that's where his character took another change. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Certainly interesting. Um, then yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously there's always a part of him that still, even in, it says here, his early 50s in The Last of Us Part 2. Still was, you know, the protective father for Ellie. We see it in a couple of little flashback scenes. The one with Seth. Their last conversation where he's having that coffee. And he's talking to Ellie about uh, his choice. And talking about Dina. And Ellie's being kind of her awkward self. uh, Which is one of the best scenes in the game. Uh, Still having that sort of... Realising he needed to step back a little bit. But still trying to be that protective father figure. Which was just, you know, the fundamental part of his character. Which obviously he developed in the years of being a father to uh, to Sarah. Um, but I think there's a part of it where when he's on the floor and he's dying and Ellie's pinned to the floor of thinking, may- maybe thinking she's all grown up now. Like she, she was what, 19 at that point I think? Um... Or almost 19 I think. Because there's like a 4 year time skip at some point. At the beginning of The Last of Us Part 2. And then I remember Neil Druckmann himself. Said that Ellie is now. 19. So I think that's at the start of the. Uh, of the second game. Uh, and kind of. You know. My baby girl has, has grown up. And she's more than capable of. Taking care of herself. Not that he necessarily had a choice. Because Joel knew that he was going to die. At that point. I think. Something I just realised. I think from when. 
when the moment that Joel gets shot in the leg, I don't think it happens before because the moments before are sort of the vulnerable Joel still. I think when Joel gets shot in the leg, that's almost like a click of a moment where it's kind of that's where the oh. I've wronged this person and now it's coming back to bite me and this is the moment I was quietly preparing for maybe. Like had in further back in his mind or like at, at times not there. But I think that's where And I think I think um Troy Baker himself talked about this before and I love the way that he did. Cause he he's talked before about obviously, you know, when he's performing the scene and him talking about uh you just got caught out and you let you let it guard down you just got yourself caught out and that's what that's what you get that's that's what happens in this world um and uh it's brilliant it's a brilliantly told um part of his story i think so anyway that's joel um and just one quick note i know lots of people like to say joel and ellie are the main characters and i have explained this before ellie is the main character to me still. That's not no, it's not to take anything away from Joel. He is still a main character. But the main character is Ellie. In this story. Why is that? It's because. If you take Ellie out of the story. Or take away Ellie's immunity. Then this story doesn't happen. Not in the same way at least. You could still have a zombie outbreak. But then Ellie's whole journey in the first game. The bonding with herself and Joel. None of that would happen. Because that mission wouldn't have a reason to happen because if you take away well if you take ellie out the story obviously joel wouldn't have uh you know traveled across the country with her but if ellie also was still in the game but didn't have the immunity you still wouldn't do that journey because the immunity reason is why that happens so yeah Basically, basically, you can you can take Joel out of this story and replace him with a different character and get a similar result, but you can't do that with Ellie. You can do that with basically any character in this game, but you can't do that with Ellie because then you don't get the same plot. Um, because to me, the plot of the game is zombie outbreak or virus outbreak happens. Young girl who is immune to virus goes to fly fireflies with Joel. And if you take out the Ellie part of that, then the first part of that story could still happen, the virus outbreak, but then the second part of it doesn't happen. So, anyway, that's Joel. I've been talking for half an hour, so I'm going to wrap this up here. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, what do you think of Joel as a character? What do you think of his choices or his his main choice? What do you think of his sort of vulnerability with Abby and that scene? And what, what do you think of the three, what I labelled as the three, the start, middle and end? of Joel's arc as a character. So the start, Sarah dies, changed man, broken man. Second part, saving Ellie, could have become broken even more. Uh, and that's where his main choice comes in. And third part, his end with Abby and his vulnerability. And I suppose that ties in with his, his time in Jackson and becoming more of a, a vulnerable a vulnerable sorry, <laughs> person. Uh, what do you think of all those things? Um, yeah, what do you think of Joel and all those different things and everything I mentioned? If you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, you can write in to uh, org. You can fo- uh, contact us, uh, 
contact us as well twitter etalkuk is a contact page itself and information in your show notes if you're looking on the website version for this podcast you can scroll down a little bit you'll see a big email box you put your email and your message in there that will get sent to me as well you can also if you want to um you can you can click on or copy and paste the email name which is in your show notes as well uh, and that will get sent to me that way as well uh, thank you all very much for listening if you want the rest of our other content you can find it on entertainmenttalk.org that is for tv video games films and sorry tv video games films and manchester United podcast so take a look at all those things as well uh, if you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can either listen to more episodes on the platforms I've just mentioned. You can also use word of mouth and social media. Tell other people that you know about the content that we make, what we do, where they can find it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can also yeah share it over social media, word of mouth, that kind of stuff. You can also support us through Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. So take a look at that as well. Uh, for your TV and your film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and look out for Geektown Radio episodes as well. So check that out for your TV and your film news. Uh, Bex is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for the different streams. Um, I will have finished the Pez Season 1, in quotes, streams, so you can find those on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. But for the new year... Uh, going to be doing some more Avengers stuff and some more Pez streams. Uh, just follow Twitch, eTalkUK, eTalkUK on Twitch. Just follow us on there and you'll be notified when we go live for all those things. But if you've missed the previous streams, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays for all those archives. Thanks for listening and I'll speak to you next time. Goodbye.